Alrighty, welcome back to Behind the Leg with Erica rather than just today. But that's okay because we love Erica too. Thanks for having me on for a third time. I know. <laughs> kind of love you. Oh, bless. Thank you. Um, Every time I always think, nah, that's it for sure. And then I'm always so surprised when you say, really? <laughs> come back on. Yeah. You know why I asked you to come back? Do you know why? No. I ask you to come back because I, your podcasts are always so, like, well-received. Not saying that, like, Jess and I's podcast is, is oftentimes, you know, but you're, you're like, well-received. It's not like, hey, where's Jess? <laughs> you know, people aren't dicks about it. They're oh, like, so oh I like her because she's nice. So, so I always think to bring you back. Thank you. Of course. Um, so today we're going to kind of talk a little bit about... Like alternative riding, so like different um, different things. If you're not into horseback riding, and you've been listening to this podcast because you love me, or <laughs> <laughs> this might not Hi, be mom. Yeah, exactly <laughs> my mom, hey mom, um, or or you know, hey friends in Canada that just want to support me. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're one of those people who don't know anything about horses. If you want to learn a little bit about horses today might be your day, but if you don't, this might not be the podcast for Because <laughs> I have a feeling this one's going to be really down the rabbit hole of, of alternative yeah. horse ways. Well, yes. Because, like, I describe it to people who don't ride horses, like, the different disciplines is the same as the disciplines in um, dance. So you've got, like, ballet, tap and jazz, so... It's the same with horse riding, but in horse riding, each of the disciplines hates everyone else and they think that they're the best and there's a very clear stereotype between all of these disciplines. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit difficult to sort of explore a different way or, you know. I'm just fixing it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to do it, it wasn't even. It's alright, it's alright. Um, yes, they and, do. And, they do. Um, Everyone's sort of very suspicious of everyone else's ways, and if you're interested in something else, go. And you say, like, say I'm a dressage rider, and people always go, like, manga. We're talking about important things. Go somewhere else if you have a problem. Bye bye. She's like, I can't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So keep going. I'm, yeah. So I'm here for you. I often like I feel like I have to. Um, apologize sometimes when I say I'm a dressage rider, which is a bit, a bit of a weird feeling. Like, because yeah. you know how dressage riders are viewed often as like snobby and not very. Dressage riders Welcome. are not nice. Yeah. That's their stereotype. And also the like kicky, spurry, whippy. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the eventers, which is like nice and. Yeah. Like, Yeehaw! Yeah. And so it, I always feel like I have to apologize for saying that I'm a dressage rider. But then at the same time, I'm a little bit like that because I have no interest whatsoever <laughs> in exploring any other method. But, um, yeah, so I suppose this is where we talk about our alternative yeah. stuff. Because I've been riding bareback. Yeah, so when you brought that up to me, I was like, oh, this is a really good idea to bring on to the yeah. podcast. Because if any of you guys <laughs> follow me on... Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or yes, I use Twitter and or like any of those other platforms, you'll know that I spent two weeks without a saddle. And and I ride five days a week. <laughs> 
you know, and I don't just ride my own, but my own was the only one I didn't ride with the saddle. Yeah. So, like, I can ride anywhere between kind of 8 to 15 times a week. Yeah, and yeah, and I'll get on my horse, and I always try and make sure that he's the first one I ride in a day. Yeah. And that way I'm like super switched on, and I know what I'm doing, and, and I have no, like I'm not carrying anything from the horse that I was yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but some days I, it's, it doesn't work that way. I ride somebody else's horse because they're in a lesson, and I just oh, yeah. need to get on or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I get on my horse, and I go, oh, God, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that almost almost without fail happens because I love my pony. I yeah. love riding him and I think he is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I love getting on an animal that just goes, yeah, what are we doing? You know, and it's not often as a professional that I get on a horse that goes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's it. Yeah, I do the same where I'll be at a competition, but it's slightly different because I used to compete at Clyde Cross, mm -hmm. who's just like my absolute favourite, like I love her, but I used to compete against um, imported horses all the time, yeah. Yeah. and theoretically I should think, oh those horses are amazing, but I never went to a competition and thought, I wish I was riding that, I always yeah. thought, you guys, you must be feeling, <laughs> you must be missing something in your life because you're not riding my horse, I always felt that way. Like, That's so funny. It's nice to get on a horse and just be like, oh. Like, yeah, I absolutely love this horse. And yeah. it's so funny because right now I have a horse um, that's in work with me. And she's to be, she was always for sale. Mm. But we only recently, the, the person who owns this horse, I said to her, you know, there's somebody who's a good fit. I never listed this horse for sale. I never made an ad. I never did yeah. anything. I never took any video. Mm. Nothing. Because she is so fun. Oh, and so yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll just keep riding you until you're comfortable and you want to really sell her. Yeah. And then I'll get on my get off my <laughs> bum and do the yeah. legwork and sell these horse. And and recently she hurt herself. Her name is Giggle. Yeah. And so she was out of work for six weeks. Mm. And I got on her. No lunching, no nothing. You know. Got on her after six weeks of sitting in a paddock and eating and playing with her little buddies. And uh, she was better than when I got off her. Oh. I was like, girl. <laughs> and she is another horse that you just go, you sit on them, and she goes, what do you want to do? Mm, do you want to go sideways? I got lots of sideways. Yeah. Look at me go sideways. You know, and she's just like, I can jump a meter. Don't worry. <laughs> I am 14 yeah. hands. I don't care. Yeah. And she's just, and you'll stop for a moment after she does some really great work. You'll take a breather, even if you're walking or you just, and you'll think that she's going to cough or sneeze or something. And then she stops and she looks at your foot and goes, Ooh, and like knickers at you this oh, really deep, that's so cute. like, like that was great yeah. moment. And she does that not only when I'm riding her, but also when I do groundwork and she just, and then she goes, great. That was it. You know, my horse has started <coughs> doing that. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. My horse has started doing that when I get off. I'm not sure what that means. Only one of them. Yeah. He's only just started. I'm like, I don't know if that's cute or a bit sad, but I'm going to take it as cute. Yeah. Well, my pony really knickers every time I go to put his jacket on after the work. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we're going back out. <laughs> you oh, know. thank God. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he also knickers when I go and get him. So, I feel like there's... Maybe he just really likes his jacket. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that 
He likes me. Hi, welcome to Behind the Leg, where we've gone into an existential crisis. Um, <laughs> do our horses like us? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so dare I go back to these alternative methods? Yeah. So um, what happened to me is I felt like I was riding my horse wrong. In the bareback or? Just as a whole. Oh, okay. Before uh, this. Yes. Okay. And I was like, how can I fix this? Yeah. I'm doing this wrong, mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting the relaxation that I should be getting, and I wasn't getting the suppleness that I should be getting, and I know the pony can do it, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm doing this wrong, I need to fix this, so I didn't go get a new coach, or get a new bit, or you know how a lot of people do that kind yeah. of stuff, I just went, I need to change my riding, so I'm going to take away my saddle, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The saddle, like, I rode it in a couple of times anyways, and it started slipping forward a little bit. I was like, oh, it probably doesn't fit. I'll call my saddle fitter. So it was all kind of a perfect storm of, well, you shouldn't yeah. use the saddle anyways because it's not, it doesn't fit him. And, um, <laughs> and because I took away the saddle, all I could do was slow, long, low, relaxed. Yeah. Because I couldn't do any length and strides. I couldn't do any collection. I couldn't, because I'm out of here if I'm yeah. trying to do any yeah. of that stuff. So it was a really good experience for me. I spent an entire week just riding my horse on the buckle. You know? Uh-huh. And both of us just went, yeah, that's you needed to do this. Yeah. Like, you needed to learn that you are not controlling me with my face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it was so funny because I was thinking about about messaging the owners of this, the previous owners of the pony that I bought. Yeah. To say, like, thank you for letting me learn this lesson. Yeah. Because this horse, this particular pony has taught me more about riding than I've ever learned in my life. Mm-hmm. So that was my experience. I rode bareback for a long time, and now when I'm riding and my instructor tells me to fix my seat and I try and I try and I try, I throw away my stirrups. And then I ride without stirrups for a little while and find my seat, and then I can pick my stirrups back up because I know that my seat is there. Yeah. But it's not always there when I have stirrups. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's my biggest problem. T Rex. Yeah. I love that T Rex life. <laughs> so tell me about your bareback well, situation. Mine's a little bit different because I didn't ride bareback out of like sheer terror. So, <laughs> so when I don't know whether I've told the listeners. But, okay, so I had this horse who we thought we could break in. Ridiculous. And, um, so he was the first horse I broke in. But I don't know how to break in a horse because I've had Clydesdales my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when I got on him, he bucked me off, like, six days in a row. Cool. So, like, bareback. And I, I don't know... It's hard to say whether it was because he was particularly bad or whether I just was not a good rider, so I don't know. But usually it's just because, okay, yeah. I was very inexperienced, so yeah. that's what it was. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And because, you know when a horse bucks and you sort of shut it down straight away, yeah. I would just be like, oh, he's, he's bucking. Oh, God. And then I would fall off straight. So there was no... Yeah. So... Anyway, so after that, I didn't ride him bareback or my other one. They're related. They have the exact same problem. They buck yeah. just as a whole? Yeah. Under saddle as a whole. Okay. Well, one of them, 
they both bark when you first get on, and then one of them barks when I take him out. Right. Like out. Out so, on adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, I just couldn't sit it. And so, I didn't ride bareback for maybe it's been four years now. Right. And so, that was only because I was so scared of them. Yeah. And... But recently, my horses have been in what I call the cow paddocks, which are like the paddocks the furthest away because they're in a big group now and they need more food. Okay. And I don't want to walk right. the 100 metres to a paddock. And so I was talking to mum, I said, oh, I should really start to ride them bareback. But I can't because I'm scared. They're going to back me off. And right. so turns out they won't. Yes. And I think, I think I've done it once. It's not a big deal. But um, then I had a lesson with a, a really good friend of ours is a like a horsemanship guy. And I said, oh, I just need some pointers because I want to ride him bareback a little bit and I'm scared I'm hurting him because <laughs> right. I kept on twitching when I get on. And so we had like a little trot around in the arena with the halter but yeah. not even tied up. Like literally just the rope. Just sort of, and you're just like theoretically you swing it around the head, but I, I just, I did yeah. hit him in the face a lot, but he was alright. And right, he was like, and he's always had trouble with lengthening the neck. Yeah, he was doing that. Yes, not great, but like in the walk he was. Yeah, and also I was turning a lot more with my body because yes. I have such an issue with. I'm, I'm very strong with my arms like that. Yeah, I've always used my arms for everything, and so. And he was saying, because you don't have the reins, you have to, one, use your body a lot more, and two, mm-hmm. let go a little bit of that micromanaging. Idea of that you're always yeah. in control. Yeah, and he was like, he called it sort of cowboy. And so I just, I'm not that interested in the horsemanship stuff, like, to be honest, I'm just not. And But that was really interesting because he did a length and he had a long neck, yeah. And I practice my sitting trot with this horse who's he's a warm blood cross and yeah. I've never been able to sit trot to him. I've ridden yeah. him for five years. And I did that and I was like, mm, I think I can see the Value. benefit yeah. yeah, in sort of taking on other people's uh, or other disciplines and their... Ideas. Yeah, ideas, principles. Yeah. Um, which has been... Just not even necessarily from um, the dressage part, but just for my overcoming that fear of riding the back. Yeah. Which I never, dressage riders don't ride bareback. Like, that's. That was the hugest thing that yeah. I noticed when I went two weeks without a saddle. Yeah. Was people were blown away yeah. that I do dressage and I rode without a saddle. Yeah, that's just another thing. And I rode my dressage. Without a saddle. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I didn't, I didn't just, I didn't just ride for, we didn't, like we did, we did hack out a little bit, we did go around the outdoor quite a bit, and the indoor, but I mean, I practiced following the connection down, picking the connection back up, yeah. following the connection down, picking the connection back up, and, and I practiced all of that, lost glass and hired. The yeah. looseness, the suppling, all of that stuff. I practiced that without a saddle. Yeah. And and I think mm-hmm. like, sometimes I 
cool. Just whack yourself right <laughs> into the table. I think she just smoked your head. She did. Um, it's, it's funny because I think, I think of myself a little bit more on the classical end than I do on the, like, typical regular dress session. And, mm-hmm. and you and I have had this conversation before. And I don't, and I don't think that, like, I, like, I know that a lot of the class, classical practices I don't practice. Mm. Um, and... Like, like you had said to me before, to practice truly classically, you can't use your legs and your hands at the same time. Mm. And that idea blows my mind. I, I believe that wholeheartedly, but I never do it. Right. I think there's the difference between believing and actually doing it. I'm, I'm yeah. very bad at that. But, yeah, I know what you mean. And you know it's so funny, after <laughs> hearing you have a conversation with someone about the swing and the walk from left to right or front to back. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I <laughs> I yeah. bring that to the table in my lessons now. Yeah. I said feel is subjective and if you feel it front to back, yeah. then that is what you feel and yeah. that is your truth and mm. ride your truth. Mm. But if you feel it left to right, this is how I would ride the left to right because I feel left to right. Yeah. I also teach another practice that is you close your eyes mm-hmm. and you're you envision your horse underneath you and they're inside a box or a tunnel in between your hands and your legs mm-hmm. and some people feel it in a tunnel and some people feel that they're in a box and I find it more difficult to coach people who feel the box because yeah. I feel the tunnel yeah. and and a lot of those things I, I bring I bring to the table and say, these are the things that I have come across. These are the ways that you can approach all of them. And that's something that I, I coach very frequently. Another really um, neat tool that I was given recently when I was working without a saddle in my long and low was envision that there are two headlights on your horse's shoulders mm-hmm. and you need to light up where you're going. Yeah. <clears throat> and... And this is a practice that I think is a little bit more on the on the classical end of the world because now you're going, quit mucking with that horse's face, put the shoulders where they need to be. Yeah. And once the shoulders are going where they need to go, then everything else just falls into place. Yeah, that's an interesting classical sometimes seems a little bit mm, alternative, but yeah, most, mainly the idea is if the balance front lack. If you change the balance of the horse towards the back without touching the head, then the head will theoretically... Well, not the head should um, theoretically, do whatever you want it to do without you having to like pull it in. Yes. You know? so it yes. leaves the head for you to put it in whatever position you want without it. Yeah, and a wise woman once told me... Was it me? No, it oh, wasn't you. Okay, it was actually, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you who it was later because it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but I, she, she said to me during, during uh, like a lesson, mm. uh, she said, uh, where does your horse's head go? Mm. And I just kind of, there's little, literal crickets going on. They, my phone won't pick it up, but there's literal <laughs> crickets. That's what it felt like. I was like, yeah. oh God. Yeah. And then I said, I don't know. (laughs) And she said, wherever you put it. Yeah. And I was like, 
So true. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm like 90% to like your old girl right now. <laughs> I need to let you go. <laughs> and, and, and that, like being able to accept that fact for, for a person whose horse tends to do lots of cheeky, rollery looking things. And I'm like, please stop. I don't want this. Go somewhere else longer and out. <laughs> Um, it, it's really hard to accept, like, okay, what do I need to do to make this better? And now I've become obsessed with that idea. Mm. And, and now I'll constantly ask, is this gullet open? Like, to see it open? Yeah. And, and does it look, because it's always like, in, my, in head. my head, it's always much more open than it really is. And, um, because my horse is a, not, it probably worse than yours. I never see, I never see a pony like that bad, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe we're all like worse than. Yeah, maybe the, we're all just in our heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, he literally ha would canter. He would do it in the paddock with his chin touching his neck. Neck. Yes. And I'm like, first of all, how do you breathe? Second of all, get out. Like, what do you stop? <laughs> and so sometimes I think it's really open, and then my coach will be like, "You need to open the gullet." I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, it's Darn always it. just a tiny bit more closed than I think it. Nowadays, I think I'm more open than I... But before my bareback situation, I was always more closed than I thought it was. So it was really beneficial, I suppose. Oh, yeah. God, it was. Totally. So it wasn't I just recommend. like a week in your training where you're like, I'll just do something fun. It genuinely was very fun. God, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That horse... I brought him up to the VEC to have a lesson yeah. with Peter. Mm -hmm. And I get lessons with Peter probably every month or two. Mm -hmm. He's lovely. Peter Fisher, um, and, and he made a joke. He was like, who's this pony? <laughs> you know, I brought him up there and the first and second and probably, you know, I think I brought him up like three times. He was like, huh, uh, Jesus, what's happening? Oh God. <laughs> and he was just on his toes and really hot. And he did like a couple of cap rails, full cap rails. All the way up, legs out the back, and back down, and we proceed. <laughs> Just because, like, a light showed up on the ground, or, like, <laughs> a dog moved, you know? I was like, all right, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, you know, uh, at the VEC, there's, like, an upper deck, and then a lower deck, and the lower deck, if people walk on it, it's just, like, a floating uh, head yeah. going past the arena. And the top one is, like, a metal thing, and it's like, ting, ting, yeah, ting, yeah. ting, and it's a wonderful facility, and I love it there. Yeah, just like those noises scare them. Yeah. yeah, and I think, the, but, you know, the more I bring him there, the better off he is. Yeah. And honestly, it's the best training that I can ever have right next to my doorstep mm. for if I go to a competition that's like that. Yeah. You know, there's spectators at some competitions. Maybe one day I will qualify for one of those. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. <coughs> well, that's what I was like. Blows my mind mm -hmm. how people go into that Equitan attempt and just like don't die. I don't understand it. I, I don't know. I know. Like what? Uh, I don't know. It's don't amazing. Know do it. Yeah. But that that's what I feel like the VUC does for me. <laughs> yeah. You can go there. So it's yeah. Preparing it's for terrible. yeah, it's yeah. great. But I went last time, and he was like a little worried, and I was like, "You're long and low," and he was like, oh, "I'm still a little worried." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but, he's like, oh, I don't know. And he like trundled along. Yeah. And he had 
had a couple moments where I was like, oh no, the dog is moving. I go sideways a little. And I'm like, why don't you just do a little bit of like shoulder in and then you can point your butt at the dog. And yeah. Then yeah. And we'll all be fine. Yeah. You know, and he did, he was just so much better and so much more relaxed and so much more subtle. So I'm going to do my first competition since I got my saddle back. Awesome. I'm going to go up to the VC and do their, their dressage day. Mm-hmm. Um... But I didn't want to compete some on occasion. Like I had said to you, on occasion I go up to the VEC and coach when they require someone to fill in. Mm. Um, and, and my schedule's to fill. <laughs> um, but, but I've coached a lot of the people who are going to be at the comp. Oh. And I wanted to go into the prelim just to, you know, just cool it, walk, trot, can, or do a couple 20s. That's fine. Yeah. But I didn't want to compete against those people. Yeah. So now I'm only doing one test, and it's the novice C. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did that. Like... My first competition back for, like, two years Yeah. was last year in December. Exact same thing. And I think I rode really badly, actually, because I felt so much pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I ended up, I think I got fourth, which was yeah. okay. He was, he was actually incredibly well-behaved. I didn't expect it at all. Well, I should start expecting it because he's been pretty good, but... He was really well behaved and he must have just been like, why are you riding me like this? Because I was so nervous about all the clients that I've been teaching or whatever. Yeah. That's a whole new kettle of fish, you know. And I've never, I've actually never, so I used to compete a lot Mm -hmm. and I had a very good sort of competing mind, but I've never competed, I never competed once I started coaching and so that scenario never came up like, has never come up yeah. so hopefully i um yeah. i <laughs> i find it so when i went up to peter i wore my competition boots my competition drawers i wore all of my whites yeah put him in my competition saddle blanket yeah you know washed him before we went there like he was all squeaky <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i didn't plat him up because i didn't have time <laughs> But because I didn't have time, we were still in rush mode yeah. to get there and do all that stuff. And um, and so that still made it, all of those things fell into the categories mm-hmm. of competition. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason that I felt like it was okay to now come back out. Yeah. After fixing myself and teaching myself how to let go properly. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that I wasn't going to get relaxation over the back if I was trying to force it. Yeah, it's a no such, there's no such thing as relaxation through force. I no. mean, I don't personally know that, but I believe it. I, I believe just can't it. Do it. <laughs> I know, and I find it so difficult to try and do that kind of stuff. And I think because this sort of genuinely letting go, because I don't consider myself a micromanager. Like, you should see my bedroom. It's a mess. But when I'm on the horse, yeah. I'm like, such an A-type micromanager that it, like, it's a, a real issue. I don't really? know. I'm, like, a completely different person on my horse. And um, I didn't realise really how much it was affecting me. And so riding bareback, um, when I had this lesson, he was like, well, you don't really have a choice but to go with him because otherwise you'll fall off. And yeah. so it, it's really... I'm trying to... You know, where you sort of point the horse in the direction and you go, if you're going in that direction, that's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of going, do it like this, don't look over here. Yes. Even on a trial ride, if my horse looks 
in a direction that I'll bring him back. In. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I think I should probably start show jumping again. Because there's like a slight letting go on cross country as well, where you're kind of like. You know what? So I taught at Cockatoo Pony Club today, mm. and I did the jumping lane. Mm. Did you see that? Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Super cute. Mm. So for any of you who don't know, a jumping lane is just like pretty much a like a narrow lane. Like with fences. With real fences along the sides and two open ends. And I can set up jumps along it at any distance I like. Mm. And I can adjust them. But the child is always going to come to me. <laughs> yeah. I am standing at the end and I'm ready to catch you if I need to, you know. Yeah. And, um, and... The thing I did before we did the jumping lane, because it can be super fun, mm -hmm. but I said to them, you know, we're going to focus on something, and if you guys show me that you're focused, we'll have fun. Yeah. And then I had to ask them, do you know your five jumping phases? Oh, yeah. And none of them knew them. And I had to go, I'm sure that somebody's taught you along the way. Yeah. But you enter your... Take off, you're airborne, you land, and you exit. Mm. There are two phases you control and three you do not. Mm. And then I had to explain to them the reason why we have to have a straight entry, the reason why we have to calculate our exit effectively, because if you try and manage your takeoff, your airborne, and your landing, you're just going to betray your horse. Yeah, which is why I do all the time, and then he knocks jumps all the time. because. Yes. You're pulling on his mouth. Yeah. And um, Will, Will said to me as well, like, as soon as you touch that horse's mouth, his back legs drop. Yeah. Because, like, for some reason, the horse can't lift his legs and think about what's happening in his mouth at the same time. Yes. And so if you pull back, his legs drop, and then you knock the jump over. And I'm like, oh, no, I get it. I don't. <laughs> Every lesson. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's this... Yeah, so I suppose that... So that's why I put them in the jumping lane. Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, okay, you do your approach. You got a nice straight go, and now you have to drop your reins. Yeah. And then they had to ride with that reins. Yeah. Now you can pick up your reins again. Yeah. And then they were... It was proven to them mm. that, okay, so uh, the first few times, especially with the smaller ones, you know, some of those kids are only 10. Yeah, yeah. I let them ride with their reins for the first couple of goes. And I said, which way are you drifting? Like, oh, I'm drifting left, oh, I'm drifting right, or whatever. It's like, sit on your horse, are you crooked, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I make them ride with one hand, and then I make them ride with no hands. Yeah. As soon as they start riding with one hand, that horse is straight. Yeah. Because they're not doing any work anymore. Yeah. Because they're just using it to balance their awkward two-point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I said to them, how, how did you get your pony so straight through your thing and then she go oh I use my legs and I was like yeah no it's because you just stop doing just let him do yeah because yeah. you got five jumps and all that horse is gonna go the path of least resistance guaranteed yeah especially if there's a couple cross rails in there he's going for the middle mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah you know and like no I there's a couple horses that I know giggle might be one of them <laughs> where she would go Let's like, go do you want me to jump the fence at a right angle? I think I think we got to the <laughs> high part place. Yeah. You know? I had her in a lesson one time I was teaching a girl and the girl just tooted off, you know, mentally. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, where'd she go? <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're trotting a circle and now they're cantering. I'm like, Where's she gone? Oh. And now they're going over the jump and I was like, Where you're still not please come back. <laughs> and then Giggle just took her over the 
jump. She's like, look at this, we're having fun. And she's cantering around and now she's got the little Arab tail in the air. I'm like, pull her up. <laughs> do a circle. But it's laughing. Yeah, do a circle. Do a circle quickly. But giggles, she's so dexterous. Yeah. She just can't hear you a little tiny circle. Yeah. You're like, yeah. smaller? Oh. Smaller? Yeah, <laughs> that horse you just have to go Ooh. like the, the the poo squeeze and then the soften. Sure, you we know all the poo squeeze. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we're we're talking about engaging our core and how to yeah use our core. But when you're talking to anything under the age of ten about how to use your core, yeah. no, I call it the poo squeeze. <laughs> I got poop. <laughs> You gotta use those poop muscles. (laughs) And when you're show jumping, I heard this one today. The lady that was teaching the kids Pilates, yeah, brought it out, and she used this analogy um, for your two point position. And I don't know if we have quite enough space for me to demonstrate it here, Mm -hmm. but but you sit on the on the portaloo and hold the door shut. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and that's why your your crest release is a is a forward thinking hand. Yeah. But if you if you throw your hands away, you're gonna poop on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so reliable. Yeah, you know you can't you can't go pooping on the ceiling. <laughs> and, and I find that that whole idea was really great. And and honestly, I think a lot of people thought it came from my head because it's poop related. Yeah. But it <laughs> wasn't from my head. <laughs> um. And, yeah, I just, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, even if it's just between coaches of the same discipline, like, horse riders are just so genuinely close-minded, close? Close-minded. Yes. That they don't really want to take advice from anyone else. It doesn't matter if it's even from the same discipline mm-hmm. or if it's from wherever. It doesn't really matter. Um, they're all just a little bit rigid in their sort of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that all the time, I catch myself doing it. But, like, because everyone has a specific goal, and it might be different for everyone, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. But I always think, well, that doesn't fit in my goal. And sometimes mm. that's fair enough, but sometimes um, it might, I just haven't, I haven't even considered it. Or you haven't gotten to that place yet yeah yeah yeah. and there's got to be a place where like sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for you to realize it but I think um it's so funny it's kind of rare for me to talk about being a sober person Mm. um but I think it's come up in in a couple podcasts now but um that the idealisms that came from that journey for me gave me the ability to build a healthy toolkit when it comes to being an equestrian because I never look at the differences, I only look at the similarities. And that's something that's taught to us when we're going through and becoming sober people. Yeah. Is to help your journey, you have to look at other people's similarities and be able to take what you can from every single person. Yeah. And and so like I had a lesson with someone that I never would normally have a lesson with. I like got the opportunity to have a lesson and it, it wasn't, you know, it was awesome for me because I don't get to do polls very often and I don't get to do, I just had the time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to just be, be close to a peer and get a lesson from a peer mm-hmm. and still just have just a great time. Yeah. And every time she said something to me, 
I took it and went, I can fit that here in my toolkit. I can fit that there. I can, you know, this, they can go somewhere and I can find them later. Mm. And one thing that I took from that lesson that I now find myself using a lot is a Barbie analogy. Yeah. I go, do you ever play with Barbie? Have you ever played with Barbies? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, think of yourself like a Barbie. The top of you bends and the bottom of you turns. I use it on a Ken doll because I do teach a little couple of boys. Mm. But you need to turn like a Barbie. Yeah. You know? And then once the kids start turning like a Barbie, then you can really see, like with me, when you look at me do it, you can see which side's my stiff side. Yeah. Like when I go to turn this way, I'm like, and I cannot breathe. (laughs) I turn this way, I'm great. And then I go this way, I'm like, and I'm stuck again. (laughs) And, And, you know, I've made video for some of my clients to say, even the little ones, Say like you watch your shoulders. Look at where your shoulders are, and then you can you can see how stiff you are on the one side. Yeah. That's yeah. why your pony's having a hard time cantering that way. Yeah. 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 And so I try and go to every lesson or every interaction I make with another coach and go, cool. I can use the Barbie thing. I can use the portaloo thing yeah. that I got from the Pilates yeah. lady. I can you know, and yeah. I can use all of yeah. it. And I find that more beneficial for me than looking at the differences. Well, I think I'm a little bit more in the middle because I actually think it's really beneficial to know what doesn't work as well. Absolutely. But you have to be really analytical about it. Like, I remember going to a lesson once and um, we were working flying changes on my little Clyde Cross, which Mm -hmm. I never ended up getting. Um, and she said, well, we're just going to canter around until we get them, which, like, is not even a technique, but anyway, so we can, and because she's like, she just gets heavier and heavier and stronger and strong, and like, because she'd kick up in the flying changes, and so that got worse, and in the end, like, it was a shocking lesson, but it doesn't matter, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of being like, oh my god, that was awful um it was actually really useful to go well actually the reason why that doesn't work for her is because she gets heavier the more you canter um it's actually the sort of her being too downhill and too heavy in the hand which makes the changes worse and so like just figuring out why exactly that didn't work Mm -hmm. sometimes actually helps it helps me in a different way yes so there's that but have but you ever doesn't... have you ever stopped in the middle in the middle of a lesson and got off, and said thank you for your time and walked away? No, there's been a few times now that I'm older and more mature that I should have. Yeah. Because, um, occasionally, like, um, I had a couple of riders say, "Can I get on your horse?" Yeah. And just like thrashed it thrashed her and like she was stolen yeah and she you actually can't she's not a you can't well she'll go until she dies but you can't thrash her because she just goes like she's like she's already here and then she just gets like more and more and then the more you thrash her and i i wish in hindsight that i had said something yeah but um i haven't but now Mm -hmm. instead of um Instead of going to people who I think that might happen to, I'm just very careful about who I go to. So it's a bit of a different Mm -hmm. thing. And if people say, can I ride your horse, I'm much more comfortable in saying, no. 
No. Yeah. But I mean, you'd have to pick and choose, you know? I've gotten pickier and pickier and pickier about who I put on my horse. Yeah. So have you gotten off in the lesson? I have. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten off and, and said thanks. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean, that was like, there was a lot of, um, and, and I, I think I should just make this really clear for anyone who, the unfortunate part, cross-culturally in Canada, in Germany, in Australia, in, you know, any countries that teach riding lessons in a riding school environment, some riding schools believe that they should shout at you and yeah. say terrible things to you. Yeah. And, and belittle you. And I don't believe that's a way to coach. And that's the only reason that I got off in a lesson. But I really want to make, make it clear for any young girl or boy that's listening to this podcast, if you are in a lesson and you want to cry because that person is saying terrible things to you, yeah. do not be afraid to get off your horse and say, thank yeah. you for your time. I think I'm done for today. I've been, I have been in that situation and... They've been like, well, you shouldn't let your emotions affect your writing. But the honest truth is that I'm not quite mature enough for that. And so I can't... It's so funny. Well, I can yeah. sometimes, but like, I I'm not quite mature enough to, if I'm feeling, you know, terribly upset for that not to affect my writing. So there's been times where I probably should have just... If you it. are the reason for my distress... I'm getting off. Yeah, yeah. If my pony is the reason for my distress, I might have Work a walk. Through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I might if if my personal feelings, if I'm going through shit at home, maybe I need to just have a walk, have a hack out. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm having an argument with my horse, have a walk, have a hack out. Yeah, yeah. But if you're the reason for my distress, I'm getting off. Yeah. I'm not having what someone shout terrible things at me. Yeah. Telling me that I can't ride. Telling me that I ride like I'm disabled. Telling me that I am wrecking my horse. That's a big one. You're wrecking that horse. Yeah, probably, but... But, I mean, I don't think it's ever been told to me, but I've seen someone say it to a student, and I was just gobsmacked. I've sometimes personally thought that, but then that's your job as a coach, I suppose, to help the rider so yeah I, i've never said that no. um i think probably only two riders maybe but um that's not like that horse and that rider come to you it's not your job to pair people with with horses beasts, it's yeah. like this is what you come with mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. i'm paying you to help me with this with horse the like, task i have no i don't think yeah abuse during lessons i just think is I've met some some people in riding schools, and like I went to I went to more riding schools outside of Australia than I did in Australia, yeah. but I've been to a few here and a f quite a few back home, mm -hmm. and and it and I found similarities in the sense that people who are burnt out say shit that they shouldn't mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. People. 
people who are showing off for the other people around them say things that they shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. And, and I think internally, you see that even when you're coaching at a pony club. If there's a coach at a pony club that's trying to show off for you, and you're like, you're doing the opposite right now, buds. <laughs> you know, um, trying trying to make sure that that kind of that kind of approach. My biggest problem is I don't know how to curb it. If I see it happen, I don't either. I don't know how to co- go up to that person and say, I don't know. I think that you might be hurting that person's feelings. Yeah. Or I think that you might be being a little bit harsh. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how to say that to that person. Yeah, I've, I've never... I've never been able to deal with that kind of confrontation. And I and I don't believe that I ever will. Well, a really interesting thing is... So, um, I don't coach full-time. I work um, in a other job. And... <clears throat> And my boss, occasionally, I've, I've got really good bosses. Um, when people are under pressure, sometimes things come out of their mouth that they're not, that's not necessarily PC. And um, I can forgive it because genuinely they're really good people and yeah. it's not personal and it's just like, it, like it's, we're very under stress a lot of the time. Yes, yes. Time for and... Yeah, and it's it's, that, it's not actually that bad, but um, that sort of behaviour has really started helping me in terms of conflict and, like, conflict resolution. Yes. <clears throat> because um, it's like, what do you say when someone says something to you that's inappropriate? Because usually I just wouldn't say anything. Yes. Which isn't... And then I, my mum calls it brooding, where I brood about it, but that doesn't help anyone. That no. just makes me feel worse. Yes. And so you get off in a lesson after someone said something, or even when we did our coaching certificates and I disagreed with the assessor, yeah. and instead of talking about it, which I probably wouldn't anyway, yeah, yeah. then I just brood about it and then I feel worse. And yeah, it's, just, it's actually the worst way to deal with things mm-hmm. because I've been experiencing this very slight um, mm-hmm. conflict, mm-hmm. it's really been helping me because I think I'm a little bit better prepared for if someone says something to me or if someone says something to a friend of mine mm-hmm. for me to say, that's inappropriate, like straight away. Um, wow. Which it hasn't it hasn't um, occurred yet, yeah. but I do feel much more, because in general, I just don't say anything. Like, and I, I don't, like... I don't know if I could. Yeah. Uh, like, I have a friend, a really close friend, and he's, like, the least PC person I know. Mm-hmm. And on occasion, he'll say something really inappropriate to me. Not, like... Personally. Personally yeah. or attacking. Just inappropriate to the to the yeah. point where I would go, like, that would never, ever, ever come out of my mouth. Yeah, I'm not... Oh, yeah. I'm not like yeah. that. And, and, uh, and sometimes I go... Dude, really? Yeah. And that's as far as I can get so far. I have a friend who's very good at it. Like, really? Yeah. So maybe um, we need to bring her on the podcast. She's not a horse rider, but she's very comfortable at saying that's really inappropriate, and then just moving on. Oh, that's really racist. And wow, like, because I also have this thing at like outside, just in my personal business. Um, 
I have like a real issue with racism and sexism and what's the other ones? All of those. Yeah. The All of the isms. Homophobia, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. I but when I encounter it, I don't say anything. And right. I, like, I, I don't know. I don't really, I suppose I don't really, I'm not as passionate about it as I probably should be, but I just don't say anything. But my friend, very quick in saying Really? And she doesn't make people feel bad. She's like, that's really racist. And then people stop talking about it. I'm like, how do you do that? She's That's just, amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And, um, or like, we were out for drinks once and a friend was a little bit drunk and she goes, you need to stop that. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> Not to me. That, that I can deal. That, yeah. that I have no problem going, oh, you want yeah. me to carry you home? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I have no, I have no qualms about. Drunk oh, people? Drunk totally people. different story, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do, do have a few people in my life who are very, um... Woo! Our set just fell apart. <gasps> oh, no! It's okay, don't look at it. It didn't happen. The fourth wall has been broken. It is. It's all right. Um, and they're very just, sort like, of strong, independent women. Yes, yes. Um, but sometimes strong, independent women just means... Mm, Big bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's... Well... They care about me and they love me and their family, but also sometimes it's okay for you to be like, that's inappropriate. And I find that really hard to do sometimes. I can't fix it. That's as fixed as she's gonna get, boys. Uh, yeah, she'll be right. <laughs> no, it's not right. What she'll... do you mean we're not in a studio? Sorry, we record this in like the boot room of my house. It's also smoking hot in here right now. It's so funny because I was so, just talking a little bit about insecurities. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a topic that you and I can relate on a lot of T-Rex arm situations. But we both have little stumps for arms, and when it comes to riding, you look like a T-Rex. This is how I ride. This is my profile. I can't put my hands in. I look, at, look at the guns on us, though. Move forward. Look at those guns. Guns, <laughs> the gun show. Watch out, you're coming to the gun show. <laughs> yeah, but that's, like, this is our build. We're all top shoulder. Top. Yeah, rise and drop. Yeah. This. Yeah. And, and you constantly, people constantly say to me, soften your shoulders, loosen your shoulders, relax your shoulders, put okay. your shoulders back, okay. all those things. I can't do anything. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not a dressage rider physique either. No. It kills me every day. This part of my body, when I look at my thigh in a saddle. It's not us. I know. I go, Well, not you. Thanks, I mean, but, me, but. But I feel that way when I look at my, because I'm also where my pony lives is just surrounded by other competitors, like heavy competitors. Yeah. And they, none of them look like me. I used to work for a guy who, mm-hmm. um was a dressage rider and his top boots, I'm not kidding you, I was polishing them once, came up to my mid thigh. I'm not even, I am not joking. And I could only get my arm in. Mid thigh, here. Wow. Very, very long legs, like. That is unreal. I know who that is. Yeah. I know exactly who that is. Extremely long legs, like the most perfect dressage. Link in the description, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Final and bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but That'd be like, so bad, just like linking me. <laughs> oh, I get dragged, dragged in the green. Um, oh, but and God. then when I got my top boots, I genuinely was like, they are 
very short. <laughs> like, I know. they're like chaps. Mine are like for little stumps. Yeah. These things. This is not a lot of space here. I can hold my own foot. <laughs> That's the good thing about um, short legs. Yeah. We'd be great gymnasts. I know. Strength to weight ratio is off the off the chain. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> we're the wrong sport. Wrong sport. Neither here nor there. Um. So we both have this tiny little body. We're short coupled. We're like we're corgis. Short. Yeah, we're like corgis. And that makes me really uncomfortable a lot of the time. Yeah, me too. It makes me uncomfortable when I ride. I, I'm at a constant state of going, where the hell do my hands go? Mm -hmm. You know? Just them down. Now I've just kind of... I just brought them a little closer to me and brought them down lower. Because yeah, because otherwise you're leaning forward. Because yeah. otherwise it's like... Yeah, <laughs> and I already laid forward. My forward seat. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna oh. eat your ear. My stirrup, <laughs> the top of my stirrup bar, touches the bottom of my flat. Yes, mine as well. Saddle flat. Yeah. So my <laughs> my leg. Yeah. My only below my. I was just about to call that a pastern. <laughs> My like ankle, yeah. one hand width. Mm. This is the part that touches my horse. That's all I got. <laughs> and you're supposed to wrap around the horse and you're like, More leg. I don't know if you're trying to be funny. Pick his belly up with what? What? My toenail? <laughs> Magic? <laughs> you know what I thought about the other day? I thought about riding my pony with two whips. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, that one like would <laughs> That would work. And then doing it under past my leg. You yeah. know? And that, because I saw some of the ladies doing it, I was like, oh my And then I saw some lady on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's riding. She's riding with two dressage whips. And Do I was it. like Maybe. Maybe this is for me. <laughs> But I, I, my pony's got a lot of go. It's just, uh, run along. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I love There's a lot of go. You got that. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need the, the, the suppleness. Sure. And the over the back. <laughs> my horse is Supple. like, he's like a big elastic band. Is mm. like the fanciest horse I've ever ridden and I can't quite ride it. And so. <clears throat> like an elastic band that's. Firm or soft or no, it's like, like every time it's, it's like this. Oh, and, and I can't like my legs aren't long enough to rise, so I'm just like, like it's just a weird and sprawling. It's you know when horses like sometimes they get scared and they snort and they do that. That's what it's like. Massage. Yeah, that's what it's like. Just in his everyday way. I went out on the roads two days ago. Yeah, I was like, let's just do some trot, and he was like. I know what you mean. And they did extended, proper extended yeah. trot. Tilty, uppy fronty. Yeah, and I was going. like, this is nice, but I couldn't rise to it. It's just like this bouncy sort of. Like a jelly bean of a beast. Yeah. Amazing. I really like it, but I actually can't physically ride it. I don't have the body type for it. I want to try it just because I know that you and I would have the same struggles. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's weird because. He's a really nice horse. I'm just not like I'm 
just not that like that good of a writer. And so right. sitting that you're just outclassed. Yeah. You feel a little Yeah. Out. And so this exactly and so this is the horse that I did the bareback on. Yeah. And my yeah. coach was like, try a trot and I literally went Really? I would not be doing that. But we just did a short trot and it was okay. Yeah. But I You know what I did at first because I was like, I don't want to trot. This horse is gonna run away with me. Yeah. The more he was on the buckle and long and stretched out, the more yeah. I could just meander him into trot. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't ask for the trot. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a just kind of waddling into it yeah and then it turned into this like swagger into the trot <laughs> not something you want to train your dressage horse to do but gave me a heap of confidence and then I was able to go okay we're trotting because now you know what the trot feels like yeah you, yeah you can ask for it without yeah I still can't sit any lengthening boo but <laughs> no I in my dressage tests I did this like weird hover thing, be like squatting a little bit, and then in my test it would be like, neither rising nor sitting, question mark, and I'm like, I can't sit it, okay, we're just, we're hovering, <laughs> we got the hover back, I'd like, I'd literally be like, and then just do my length and trot, it's fine, it worked for me. That's so priceless. I can't do it, I can't sit to the trot. I'm getting better, I'm getting better, but I definitely couldn't before. And the more I do without stirrups, the better it gets. It's the only thing, movement-wise, apart from flying changes, that's stopping me from going up right. level. So I can only do novice because I can't sit to the trot <coughs> for, like, too long. Yeah. So on my other horse I could, but these ones I can't. So mm -hmm. I can do all any lateral movement you could possibly want. I just can't sit to it. So I think yeah, I'm going to have to start working on that. Yeah. Maybe a bit of bareback will help that. Get a bareback pad. One of those, like... Oh, yeah, I saw a picture of it. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, a floof. Yeah. And and when you have the suede on the suede, yeah. it, like, gives it you a little, a little bit of traction. Yeah, yeah. It's no. like when you ride bareback on a rug, and it's just very comfortable. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You know when you ride bareback from the paddock, up Ta -ta. bareback to the paddock? Yes. In a rug. Oh. Yeah, right. maybe maybe you should. I'm I'm gonna buy one, so maybe you can just borrow it. Did you borrow? Is that what you? Yeah, did? I borrowed, so I gotta buy another one. Yeah, I buy one. All right. Well, um, I hope that podcast was a little wild. We went all over the place. We didn't really talk about anything, but it's fun. I'll try and like, re I'll listen to it. I think again, and then name it according to the topics we covered. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Because I honestly don't know. That's fine. But if you're still here and you're enjoying, you should just. You know. Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining me and coming to the podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.